Welcome to the party, bung bung. It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, cause I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, cause I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the captain, the magnum PI of podcasting. The list goes on. The list goes on. Um, I don't know. What are we? Episode one twenty six, maybe, of the Welcome to the Party podcast. Maybe one twenty seven. I don't know. Who's counting? You know? Anyway. Um, yo, we got a big episode for you, man. So let's uh let's kick this shit off with the latest news. I mean I'm in here. I don't usually do this on the uh the hump day episode, but I'm in here uh sipping on a little brewski, man. Uh name name of the company? No. No, you want your company to be named? You give me a fucking uh email or a call or some shit. And uh, we we can discuss sponsorship. You know what I mean. Anyway, Soldier Boy uh, got arrested this week for violating probation. Um, there was ammo found in his home, uh, so that violated his probation, and uh, he got released a fucking sap, uh, and went went live on IG. Uh, saying he was on his way to the Staples Center, right? Straight out, straight out of jail. And um, the clip has released a statement saying that soldier, young Draco, young Draco, um, wasn't going to be performing at, uh, at the Clippers game. But I don't know whether they were lying or if they was just wrong. But he fucking, he cranked it all over the court, bro. Uh, at halftime, Soldier Boy got arrested for violating his parole. Went straight to the game and was like, "You, you feel me?" So Soldier, uh, you know he he's claimed that this is the biggest rap comeback. I don't know. Uh, is it? I think he he's a little bit of wrong and he's a little bit of right for that. You know, um. Shit, I, uh, I, I've been, you know, I like my video games, you guys know this. I've been very disappointed in Black Ops 4, man. The futuristic shit just doesn't really do it for me, man. I liked World War 2, and here's my problem. I traded World War 2 in for Black Ops 4. And I used to be so fucking jacked to come home from work or whatever, get off the potty, and go... And, um, kill some Nazis or whatever. And that shit, it just doesn't, it doesn't pull me in. No Bruno, bro. So, um, I've been, I've been just playing 2K, man. And I've been doing the, t- uh, 2K, uh, my team mode, which I've never played before. And I don't know why I've never played it before. Cause now I'm addicted to that shit. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm in here, bro. Doing the potty. Doing what I love, bro. Doing what I fucking love and what I think is so fucking easy for me, bro. Easy money. And um, I'm just thinking about playing my team, bro. But man, Black Ops 4 
your disappointment, and I really, really hope you get it together for the next. Um, oh man, my chair. Uh, I really hope you get it together for the next installment of Call of Duty, man. Um, I hope we can go back to like World War something, and you know, at least be some real countries or whatever. Have like have 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 the UK and the USA, like USA coming in. Saving, saving the UK in World War Two or whatever. UK's like, hey, look, I got a fag in my mouth, and and then, and then the the US is like, hey, hold on, hold on, you got a fag in your mouth, um, that uh, shouldn't you be focused on uh, you know, on the mission at hand, executing the enemy? Oh, not a fag, not a fag, cigarette. Talking about fags. A fag is a cigarette. A fag, man. I mean, a fag? She. A fag's like... Man. I, I, I don't want to get into it right now. I know what you guys call fag. Alright? It ain't, it ain't like that. A fag is a cigarette. And I want, I want that kind of dialogue to be going on. You know? In... In the game. In, in multiplayer mode. Because no one really plays that shit for the story mode. Some people do, but I, nah. Not out here. Not out here, man. But, um... Shit, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. I've only had two beers and I'm out here talk, talking in accents and all type of shit. So, Triple M, if you wanted to save me real quick and uh, take me to the motherfucking news, man. Alright, so over the weekend we talked about this dude, I think his name's Fraser Anning. I think he's like some sort of senator or some shit from uh, Queensland. And he was talking shit about the terrorist attack in Christchurch and he was doing some victim blaming and saying, you know, this kind of shit wouldn't happen if we tightened up on our immigration laws and everyone, like, you know, Cass is like, shut the fuck up, Anning. What's wrong with you, son? You know, like, He's talking so wild, bro. So out of pocket. So this 17-year-old dude at like a press conference or something smacked the egg upside Anning's head, bro. And hey, to Anning's credit, he turned around and fucking bopped this kid, right? Twice. Kaka! You know? Um, he gave him that two-piece feed. Like he doesn't really have... Anning doesn't really have hands like me because I like when I have to give out... Um, value meals. I usually give out the three-piece feed, but Anning just gave that two-piece feed, and that's fine. Um, but I guess, uh, yeah, he he hit the kid, and then someone put the kid in a chokehold. Kid's 17 years old. I don't even know what he's doing paying attention to politics. I know when I was 17, I didn't give a fuck, bro. I don't know who was in the office, if it was John Howard or what. I didn't, I didn't give a fuck, bro. But... Um, anyway, a GoFundMe got started for the kid um, to pay for his his lawyer fees and all this shit. But I don't think any charges have been laid. So he's been released and all that. And um, the, the GoFundMe has already raised, uh, I think, like over $50,000. Um, and he, the Egg Boy, they're, they're calling the kid Egg Boy. He's an Australian hero at this point. He'll be donating the majority of his GoFundMe to victims of the Christchurch attack. Or that's what he claims. Um, and, you know, he said he said some good things for a 17-year-old. Or, well, 
He just said some good shit, man. He said that um, terrorism has no religion and that being a Muslim does not make you a terrorist, which is obvious for anybody who's ever read a fucking book. Um, but the thing with this kid, bro, Egg Boy, is that he, um, he, he was holding his phone up, right? So was he making a political statement or was he just trying to get some fucking likes on Instagram? Either way... I think it's turned out pretty good and I, I hope he does donate the money. Um, I mean, he got, you know, he got his 15 minutes good on him, but I hope, I hope he does something with it. I, I hope he can raise some awareness. I hope he can donate to the, to the victims of this tragedy. And, um, I hope he can, I, I just hope that we can stop this shit from happening. But in saying that, uh, there was an attack on a tram in the, I think it's a Dutch city, Utrecht. I don't know. Utrecht, Utrecht is really hard. I don't know. U-T-R-E-C-H-T in the Netherlands, right? So there's a shooting on this tram. Uh, at least three are dead. Um, and this is what I mean. Like the, on, on the weekend episode, I, I said that we shouldn't be watching the live stream of this motherfucker's bullshit. We shouldn't be sharing it for sure. Um, and... Um, yeah, like sharing, watching and sharing his videos or reading or sharing his fucking white supremacy manifesto. Um, we shouldn't do that shit, man. And you know, you know what I said? Like, well, not what I said. Martin, Martin Luther King said, no, I didn't just get me mixed up with Martin Luther King, but I've said this before on the welcome to the potty podcast is that it's a quote from Martin Luther King. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. That's from Martin Luther King, man. And um, I think that's very important for, for us to remember. So we can't like keep sharing this shit because it's just going to breed more and more hate, man. We need to... We need to share the love. And there was, a, I forget his name and I apologize. There's a Muslim AFL player. I think he's like one of three in the history of the AFL. Um, you know, he, uh, he had a unique point of view in that he thanked the guy that, that did this bullshit and said, you know, you, you had an agenda, which was to spread your message, but all you've done is, uh, you know, prove the point that, that, there's weak motherfuckers out there doing bullshit. And um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing, of course. And and that this has made our community stronger. And I love that. And I hope the community is stronger for this shit. I hope we can take that positive out of such a sick fucking negative situation, man. So, um, yeah, I'm glad to see that someone is thinking like that. And, and I hope, I hope... Uh, yeah, I hope we can continue to move forward as a society. I, I mean, uh, I forget the name of the Prime Minister of uh, New Zealand, but she says in the next 10 days, the gun laws will be changed in New Zealand. And that's, you know, Australia did that shit. Bang, big motherfucking mass killing. Um, you know, with, uh, you know, assault rifles. Bam, banned. And New Zealand does it. Banned. America, there's a fucking mass killing every three days. No, and they won't do shit. The the guns so seriously outweigh the U.S. population that, and there's too many people 
there's too many people out there that believe in it and they've got the NRA and all the political funding and shit that nothing will ever be done. And it's like, oh, oh, Las Vegas, oh, 500 people wounded. Pfft, who cares? No, we're not going to do shit about it. Oh, Sandy Hook. Pfft, fucking 100 children dead. Who cares? We're not going to do anything about it. You are some people saying it's a conspiracy. Like, shut the fuck up, man. And then, you know, yo, a team of a team of seven to ten terrorists, right, could organize some shit, get a bunch of um, artillery together, and kill ten thousand people, right? And you know what would happen in the USA? Fucking nothing, bro. They'd just tighten up on security, more metal detectors, all this fucking bullshit, man. People, if people want to do this shit, they can do it. It's too easy, and they need to. They need to make a change. This this is very political and, and a, li- a little too too serious at this point, man. But this shit in Utrecht, the uh, the terror threat is now raised to the highest level, same as New Zealand. The suspect has been apprehended. Well, a suspect has been ap- apprehended. So, I mean, I hope, um, I really hope something uh, comes from this. And I, I, I don't know. I, I hope the, that the prime minister sticks to her word. And, um, yo, I hope the USA can follow suit from a, a strong political leader making change uh, instead of making change. You know what I'm talking about? So, um, yeah. Let's move on to some more bullshit fucking leftist wild shit, man. Like, JK Rowling is the writer of Harry Potter, right? So her fans are mad at her because she's she never has any queers in her books or movies. Um, and so she backtracks and she starts saying like, oh no, there is queers like Dumbledore and all these fucking dudes. Or like, gives a fuck, really. Um, but it's never mentioned in any books or movies that n- none of these cats is queer. So she just backtracked and said like, all oh, this shit that's just not true. And I'm like, hey, JK, not just kidding, JK's in JK Rowling. Don't give in to these motherfuckers, man. These cats are trying to, these cats are fake triggered. No one gives a fuck, you know? Hey, is anyone going back to the Superman movies and checking if they've got any um, lesbians or trannies or whatever the fuck, man? Gives a fuck. No one cares. Everybody's just mad at you for no reason because you got some money. You're, you're, you're pretty popular right now. Let's try and take you down, right? Um, so don't cave to these motherfuckers, stand your ground. You don't need queers in your books or your movies. You know, if it doesn't call for it, you don't just put it in for no reason. The welcome to the party podcast is run by the big boss, man. I'm straight. Um, I'm straight male, right? Does that mean that I need, if I get an intern, like we got money making Mitch on the fucking, you know, doing the, the sound engineering. If I get like a, an intern to, to get me coffee and get me beers and shit, do I need to make sure that it's a transgendered person that, um, a transgendered gay female or some shit? If that, if that's a thing, do I need to make sure of that? Or can I just get another white dude? Or can I get a white chick? Or can I get a black chick? Or do I need, like, the LBGT community? Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's hard. 
But you can't just start fucking turning things that's not even against you into shit that's against you, you know? It's not like J.K. Rowling in the book made Harry Potter say some spell that turned all transgender people into straight people that's that identify as either male or female. That didn't happen. So shut the fuck up. No one cares, man. Just because there's none in there doesn't matter. It's It doesn't matter, bro. You ever watched Friends or Seinfeld? There's no black people in it. Do you know what? I still watch that shit because it's funny. Not mad at it. You know? So shut the fuck up. There's real problems. Hey, how about you start worrying about cats that are actually hating on you instead of cats that are just not talking about you? Because guess what? It's not always fucking about you. Some dude's talking about how he reckons 20% of the world is queer, which is fucking false, bro. You understand? It's uh, 20%. Bro, I know a lot of people and not 20% of them is LGBTQ, bro. I Hey, that's just... That is just a fact, bro. You know? Um, 20%? You're telling... You reckon 20% of the world is queer. Hey, guess what, bro? Incorrect, bro. Wrong. Bro, saying that shit, that's a bold strategy, son. Yes, well, I've been told that average Joes does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Bro, I mean... That's just not... That is just a fallacy, bro. 20% of the world is not queer. Anyway, from that... He reckons that 20% of all acts, comedy acts or TV shows or movies, 20% of the cast should be queer on everything, bro. What if the script doesn't call for it? How about this? How about this also? How about merit? How about be funny, then get on TV? How about be funny, then get on TV? How about being queer? doesn't mean you get what you want when you fucking want it, bro. Understand that. All right, so me being black, yeah, affirmative action, I get it. That doesn't, that, it doesn't call for the same thing. I can get into, I can get into the history of race, uh, uh, of slavery, but I won't right now. Hey, hey, yes, it may be hard to be transgender. It may be hard to get parts. Go out and make yourself some shit and make it a big hit, bro. Don't expect handouts because you are a certain way. Do We talk about reparations for slavery, right? Do I think it's the best idea? No. Do I think that growing up in a wealthy household and getting whatever the fuck you want when you want it from mommy and daddy is healthy? Do I think that breeds success? Absolutely not. I think the opposite. Do I think getting... Reparations for slavery would do the same thing. Yes, I don't. I don't believe in getting handed shit because of something that's happened to your ancestors, or or because of your socio uh, socioeconomic status, or gender, religion, race. You know. You actually need to shut the fuck up. Leave J.K. Rowling alone and focus on shit that matters. Focus on. Attacks. Focus on when one of your people gets beat the fuck up for no reason or gets killed for no reason other than being transgendered or lesbian or gay or bisexual or queer. 
or whatever the fuck label you want to put on yourselves. Worry about that shit. Don't worry about whether JK Rowling has any of you in her fucking books. What? Can you hear that? When I say that, can you hear how fucking ridiculous that sounds? Shut the fuck up. Shit. In July 2018, there was a woman, uh, a young woman, a teenager that shot herself in the head um, while she was handcuffed uh, with her hands cuffed behind her back, right? Eight months later, today, uh, the medical examiner ruled it a suicide. Now, can you guys smell that? Something doesn't smell right, bro. My fucking sniff is out on this one, bro. Eight months? It took eight months for the medical examiner to rule this a suicide? Let me just fucking have a sip of this beer and then repeat to you what happened. This girl had her hands tied behind her back, contorted herself into some sort of position where she could shoot herself in the head. Hey, bro, you David Blaine? You fucking David Blaine? This is for sure a fucking cover up. The cops obviously killed her out of anger or by accident. Um, she was the, her and her boyfriend were originally pulled over, um, for a routine traffic stop and drugs were found in their vehicle. Uh, she got put in handcuffs and the boyfriend took, made a run for it. So that's why the boyfriend's not able to actually say what happened, right? He, he ran. They said they handcuffed her and took off after him. And when they got back, she was dead. Um, so Sounds like there were two cops that decided to come up with a pretty impressive story. Um, unless Sarah had been cheating on her boyfriend with David Blaine and she learned some new fucking tricks. This was not a fucking suicide, bro. Absolutely not. And I will not stand for, for these types of lies. Now... The family said there are some discrepancies in this in the story. Now, yep, that is absolutely a fucking uh, understatement. Just like saying uh, Lou Will is the sixth man of the year. Uh, yeah, bro, that's an understatement. This motherfucker may as well be the MVP, bro. All right, so yeah, there's some discrepancies. Of course, this is bullshit, and I want to get to the bottom of it. Can I? No, I'm not fucking. Uh, investigator or detective fuck man but this is this is the world we're living in bro this is the types of shit that's happening and these people these cops for sure for sure not gonna get any repercussions for, for whatever the fuck happened oh oh the body cam footage is that what you're, you're asking oh yeah unavailable what do you mean unavailable? Can you explain that, Clay? No, no, because the only word used to describe the body cam footage is unavailable, bro. Get the fuck out of here. My fucking snout, bro, is out, okay? It fucking... There's some fishy shit going on right now. Um. Now, this, this next thing, this next little uh, story here, it... It really pertains to the um, the the guest that we have on the show today. So, 
MySpace accidentally lost all the music uploaded from its first 12 years in a server migration. Uh, now, I don't, I don't quite understand how that can happen. You, you're supposed to be good with technology, right? Like, I feel like I could keep all the motherfucking music and you lost all your music in a server migration, meaning 50 million songs from 14 million users. So that being said, man, I guess let's, uh, let's hear it for my guest, the best, Mr. M. C. Chrissy C. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yep. Or, or more, more than one, maybe. <laughs> uh, two books, two, two, two books, books yeah. Um, so we'll get we'll get to that, but I want to start. Okay. I want to start with MC Chris. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Driving <laughs> down here, I'm thinking, why? Why is Clayman even bringing me on? And what have I got to talk about? And I'm just thinking, oh shit, MC Chris. You see. Now I've. I've been I've gone deep into the internet. Have you have you got rid of it? Uh well no I didn't, but what's happened is MySpace all the songs are on MySpace, but now MySpace uh all music doesn't work on MySpace anymore. Oh. So if you go to MySpace I have them. Oh, okay. I have I still have them all. Like uh yeah, uh Troy Bird had a copy of all of them and he's now sent them through the Google Drive and I'm able to download them through that. Yeah. But yeah, MySpace had them all. Um but yeah, uh, now it won't work for anyone. So, so I've still got them. Yeah, but the, was... the lost the lost files. You tried looking for them. I did. I was gonna. <laughs> we were gonna do some listening. Uh, today, lyric so. lyric breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll get them. I'll get them to you. But yeah, um, yeah I won't have them on me right now. Yeah. So, so um, for the listeners, uh, Chris's brother's been on the show. James, the the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Now, was there any <laughs> your tarnishing the family name situation going on when songs like Fat Bitches uh, are going on Triple J Hottest 100? It was, yeah, Triple J on Earth. Triple J on Earth is where it, where it landed. They played it once. And then um, after that, it was, yeah, no, uh, they took it down because it, it used a sample from a, a couple of songs. Oh, okay. I think they didn't like it at all, but they did claim it was copyrighted and, and pulled it down. Yeah. But it was the number one on Triple J on Earth for a day because a few of my mates got on there and just spam voted it over and over and over. Yeah, well, but um, on MySpace, you can you can see the track list and you can see mm-hmm. the plays, but it doesn't play the song. But mm-hmm. it's got over a million plays. Does it really? Yeah. Um... <laughs> It's unbelievable. I haven't even I haven't I been there like, for a time. What in this day and age you would be So you've got <laughs> Fat Bitches has a million and forty two thousand views. Jeez. Plays. And then you've got eight hundred thousand on Chrissy with the cock. <laughs> and hundred and forty thousand on more juicier. A little oh. more juicier. <laughs> yeah. Oh oh Jessica, that was my love song with Jessica Alba. That, that, oh, okay. that, that was one of my favourites. Actually, uh, I, I put up on YouTube, but now it's not on YouTube anymore either. Yeah, I was checking YouTube. I was, uh, <laughs> I was deep into the Google search, like 10 pages in, trying to 
trying to find it. Find it somewhere. I was doing that with a mate of mine as well. He has a. Uh, he was really into the Aussie hip hop back in the day, and he had a, a really good album out. And that's only on MySpace now, and I cannot find it anywhere. And he doesn't have copies anymore either. So as soon as MySpace get this sorted, yeah. get the music working again, then we're then we're going. Then yeah. we're looking good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there was no there was no pushback from Dad. No, Dad didn't care. Dad, I mean, <laughs> Mum listened to it and she thought the lyrics weren't great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was it was a really good effort. It sounds nice, yeah, but yeah. the lyrics aren't great. James James loved it. Tessa loved it. It was just, yeah, yeah. mum's not a fan of yeah. some of the language used, but yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Fat bitches. It had a message too. It was... Yeah. <laughs> That's what it, it was. It was It was for my bigger girls out there. Yeah. You know? They suck on good because they have to. <laughs> exactly. Well, right. okay. What kind of backlash would you expect if uh, you released that oh, today? Today I'd be crucified. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't even be like, I, I think it'd be one of those things where you're with your mates and nothing's being recorded and it's hilarious but then as soon as it's like yeah you get your keyboard warriors out on Facebook yeah. and it's just brought down quickly I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't do it I'd do it under a fake name yeah yeah well I I just released an episode obviously on uh, Sunday and I was talking about um, uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective and how they're yes. all up in arms about that I've heard about that like, yeah it's happened yeah don't 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 burn books yeah let the past be the past yeah Learn from the past. It's like the whole Michael Jackson thing now. Yeah. It's like he's okay if he if he's done it. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. Pedophiles are bad. Yeah. But he's not here to defend himself either. He's and it's, not. And whatever's happened has happened. Yeah. Sort he's of thing. dead. Like, You're not keeping him away from other kids. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I I'm of the opinion that he did it. Yeah. But I'm also which sucks for these people. Yeah. But also they they did have a chance. Um, 20 years ago in court to yeah. say, say that and now you know guy's dead and he's worth 1.6 billion dollars and we want to say that he soon, soon going to be more than that with his songs apparently are climbing the charts yeah. now as well because of this so so yeah I, I don't know I think there's a little bit of incentive um, yeah so but yeah I don't yeah that's what that's a perfect way to put it don't burn books because it's just like they they're digging up some shit on um I keep forget I keep forgetting the name. Some old dead dude. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he in an interview said something about black people and gay people. Uh, it's like in the seventies. Okay. Where? Like, what do you fucking yeah. expect? Where it was socially, it wasn't right, but it was socially acceptable to yeah. to talk like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like where? Hey, ten years ago. Fat bitches need to suck cock better. Yeah. You know, to get by. Yeah. And yeah. now, you know, hashtag me too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They've got their movement. They're doing well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Because, like, you can... If you, you, if you, like, try and... If you want to dig shit up on people, you can yeah. go to oh, your own granddad has probably said some fucking wild shit. Yes. You know? Yeah. Everyone's a bad person if you want to... If you want to hold people to today's standard of course from 40, 50, 60 years ago it's like oh Twitter sense. is going to come back to bite people in the ass oh, in 50 man. years time if if the world's still going we haven't blown each other yeah. up Twitter I think is going to be that thing and Facebook statuses where we're going to look back at, and you can type in anyone's name and go oh yeah and there was a status I wrote it was during the World Cup it's going to be taken out of contents now on Facebook yeah. but during the World Cup we lost to France on a stupid penalty and I wrote, fuck France, yeah. as, as a status update. 
Now, if I do anything successful in life, they go back and look yeah. at my Facebook page. Wow, Chris really hates the French. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, kind of, yeah, yeah. But let's not make it public to everyone. Yeah, and I, I, I often think like, you know, what if I, what if I decide to get in politics and like run for, you know, whatever. My podcast, I say reckless shit. Uh, Twitter, Twitter, not so much anymore. Back in the day, like when I was in college, I'll be yeah. and I, like I don't, I try and go back sometimes, but there's it's too, it's too hard. Oh yeah, it is. I've got to either delete my Twitter and it's probably start still again. accessible anyway. Yeah, and then and start again, or just say, hey, guess what? Politics probably isn't for me. But it's like, yeah, it's like it's like anything. Like I've got, I've got this the music from. 12 years ago if I went into politics do you think how quickly would they find that yeah. you know <laughs> just every like YouTube channels Twitter account I'm thinking yeah. oh shit like I'm gonna have to change my name and then run for politics yeah you know, <laughs> under a different name entirely yeah oh, god but fat bitches fat bitches Chrissy with the cop that was done to Jenny from the block uh, yeah well I seven. thought I thought that might have been um, Jenny Jenny from the block and uh <laughs> Summer tugging, um, summer tugging, like, summer, summer loving. Yeah. yeah, it was it was my summer love song that year. <laughs> it was a very lonely single year, and yeah. I spent most of the summer tugging. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, oh, I, wish, I wish I need you to I need you to get the songs right. to me. I need you to get. All right, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll share them on the Google Drive. I don't even really know how that works, but I'll I'll get them on the Google yeah. Drive and send I them might, to uh, I might have to do a um. <laughs> A breakdown episode, a special breakdown lyric. episode, lyric for lyric, bar for bar, and just just behind the lyrics, yeah, yeah like, like rap genius and like every line, just break it down. Like they suck got good because they don't have any other option. Mm. Oh man, anyone can suck a cock. I mean, hey, we've seen the fire documentary. Anyone? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> what? That's so funny because I was talking to um. Corey Maynard the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, uh, I reviewed um, uh, the ab- uh, Abducted in Plain Sight. Yes. Oh. Did you see that? Yeah. And the guy, the guy tugged in, tugged the dude yeah. in the car. Yes. And um, Corey's saying like, I'm surprised that hasn't turned into a meme like the dude from Fire. And oh. I was like, but the dude from Fire is like a cult hero because he was down for the team like so hard. That is doing it for the team. Yeah. Like that is the links you will go to for your job. <laughs> yeah. When they ask that question in the interview, he's got the perfect answer. He goes, have you seen that Fire documentary? I was going to suck that guy's cock yeah. in the water yeah. to come in. You know? But that, that other one has turned into a bit of a meme. I've seen that one around uh, quite a bit now on, on Facebook and stuff. Um, but the fact that he says after doing that, like that's the worst thing he's ever done. I'm like, mate, no, that's nothing. You've let your daughter be abducted twice. Yeah. You've, you've, you know, let your mate sleep in a bed with your daughter. That's the worst fucked yeah. up shit you've ever done. Yeah. Not giving him a handy. Yeah. To release the stress. <laughs> that's mate, the dumbest thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's not. That's retarded. It's not man. smart. Yeah, you don't really need to talk about it. Like, you probably never, you didn't need to mention it on the document because he wasn't going to come back and go, oh, yeah, that guy gave me a handy. And we weren't all going to sit there and believe that he was doing it. Like, yeah. Just, so crazy. Yeah, you gave a guy a handy. So, okay. The, the whole family was retarded, man. And there's a second one coming out. Of these guys? Yeah, well, it just says abducted in plain sight too. Like, a sequel is being... It can't be these guys. She can't be abducted again for yeah. a third time. Yeah, there's no more to that story to yeah, tell. Surely not. But I mean... Oh. Unless there's, like, a similar situation with another family, so they've done, like, another series, but... But it's called the same thing. I would have called it something different and yeah. kept that as its own... 
thing but my god I, I was watching that just in shock the whole time like the fire I didn't even know the fire festival was a thing like oh, my okay. brother and sister were around like for it and they were like god oh imagine if we could get the money together to go do yeah. this and all this and then they saw the Instagram stuff I had no idea of any of that and then I'm I'm seeing like, like now Ja Rule wants to do a second one and yeah. and Oh, and I was sitting there watching that documentary going, yeah, no, that's fucked as well. Like, yeah. Fuck, I love Netflix right now. Oh, it's so good. And it's just like... <laughs> Every week, it's just... Yeah. And TV series now, like the series that you get on yeah. there are just amazing. Like, what's the... There's that one with uh, Dirty John, like that that uh, oh. one with Eric Banner. Oh, my gosh. And then they've got the documentary as well. Yeah. Right? So I watched, I watched that. And then I was like, holy shit. They actually told it exactly how it is yeah it was yeah that was so crazy that dude was fucked and then there's the Ted Bundy thing that's that's on there and then they're gonna have the uh, uh, with Zac Efron the, the movie the movie with yeah. it there which I think will be great yeah. to watch hopefully not glorifying uh, yeah well I mean, serial killer which yeah. I think they kind of maybe did I think they're on the borderline <laughs> there yeah oh this handsome guy let's get Zac Efron to play yeah, like yeah, yeah okay alright he was a bit I think Zac Efron's a bit more handsome, just quietly, than Ted Bundy yeah, he's with doing the monobrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought I found that a little bit boring, though. The, yeah, I only watched the first episode. I couldn't, I couldn't stick with it. I watched. I don't think we've watched the last one yet. There's only four episodes. I think we watched the first three, and I like how he says at the first one, he's only doing the documentary or only doing these interviews to prove that he didn't do it. That's what he says in the yeah, first right. episode, and and not once does he sort of like try and disprove it. But I'm watching that and I just heard a ever about two episodes ago. Yeah, I think he's done it. Yeah. I think he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he murdered all those women. Yeah. He's like a, 36 he's, or something. Yeah. 30, yeah. Something ridiculous. Oh my God. So, yeah. So weird. There's all, um, like the mind, mind hunter. Did you watch that? No, no, that I was, didn't know. So that was like, I don't know if it's based on true events or anything, but it's sort of like this guy who's interviewing serial killers and shit that are in, in jail. And he yep. talks to like, um, uh, I forget, but I think they mentioned Ted Bundy a fair, fair bit in that as well. But that that's pretty interesting. I hope there's a season two coming. What about the uh, making a murderer stuff? You on top of all that? Yeah, I follow Kathleen Zellner on Twitter, <laughs> so I'm, yes. every day I'm getting updates. I've got like the um, you can switch on updates for specific people. Yeah. So I get like my phone vibrates and shit every time she tweets because I'm, I'm. You like, want to see a break in the yeah, case? You're ready. Yeah. You're running here and record another episode. Yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> nah, she's. Uh, I like her. So do I. I think. Yeah. She. I mean. What's your opinion of? Well, the thing that annoyed me was at the start of the second one, like they they then go back and and explain the reason why he was convicted was the. A lot of the evidence with the the hood latch yep. that they didn't talk about in the whole first season at yeah. all, and I'm thinking, oh my fucking god! Like, all right, you can't leave out that crucial bit yeah. of evidence if that's the reason why they're convicting him. But then you see that episode where they go, the the original lawyers go to get the vial. It's got the needle syringe hole in the very top of it, yeah, and his blood's been planted, and I'm just like. Well, that's enough right there. Yeah. Like that's enough right there to throw the case out. Yeah. Because there is enough evidence to prove that you can prove that he didn't do it. Yeah. And of course, no, they go through it all and... Have you talked to your old man about... Yeah, he, he's watched that and goes, that's ridiculous. Yeah. He, he's actually... um They did a tour, the lawyers, uh, after the first yeah, season. Yeah, and yeah. 
uh, Dan James went to go see him. Oh. Um, because, yeah, they treated him like rock stars in the law community. Yeah, right. Uh, even though they're not... I don't think they did a great job. I don't think they're fucking good either. Like, when you watch the season two and yeah. Kathleen is saying, like, I don't know why they didn't do this or yeah. this or this. And, I, and then I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, fuck, neither do I. <laughs> it's crazy. But, yeah, no, that was just uh, so amazing to sit there. Even if you don't know anything about law... And you've just watched Law and Order episodes, yeah. and you're sitting there and you're seeing this happen. You go, "Well, that's not allowed. You can't do that." No. And like all of a sudden, there's a bullet that we've we've brushed over this whole garage twenty times and found nothing. Yeah, and, and then, then one day there's a bullet. There's a bullet. One and day there's, there's keys. keys. Oh, I hated it. Yeah. It just makes me so like, like obviously that's not the typical. Well, you hope that's not the typical behavior of police. No, but no. Anybody. That just means that anybody can get done for anything yeah. for no reason. Exactly. Know? I think the the police did hold a grudge against him. They don't like the first him lawsuit. because of that. And then the whole the family might they like they look like degenerates. Yeah. They look like idiots that just muck around and cause chaos. Yeah. Um. And one police officer was rubbed the wrong way, and he wanted to go. Well, I'm going to put an end to this. Yeah. But. Whether or not it happened, like whether or not he killed it, you don't know. All I know is I think it's enough that it should have been thrown out and yeah, and more evidence gathered and then done again. Yeah, that's that's all I know because you don't want someone to get away with murdering someone. No, but you don't want then the rest to set that precedent for everyone else where we're sitting back going, well, if if I piss off a police officer, are they going to come in, plant some evidence, yeah, and get away with it that easily? Yeah, you know, it's a thin line you're sort of walking down. Yeah, gripping television. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I was just my yeah my the way I see it is that if he if he did it, he, mm. yeah, obviously he should be put away. But if he did it, you have to be able to fucking prove justly yeah that he did it. And if you're not able to do that, hey, maybe he walks free, and that's too bad. And he's outsmarted the system somehow. Yeah. But if you're not able to prove it, and you've got to you've got to go planning evidence and shit, I don't think I don't think he can be locked up. Yeah. Yeah. Would you see the staircase? Documentary? Yes. That one? Now, that guy, I think, done it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think he shoved his wife down the stairs after an argument or something. But having said that, once again, I don't think the police were very good. Yeah. I think we're really seeing there are good police and bad police like in every job. You never yeah. think that. You think police, it's uniformed across the board. They're all good people. They're all smart. They've done the same training. Yeah. But... The older you get, the more you realize, no, they're just like every other workforce where you're going to have people that are working really hard. Yep. People that are just there, you know, to get paid. Yep. People that are there, you know, on Facebook all day, like myself yeah. with my job. <laughs> and then, but that's the same with the cops as well. I think a lot of people do it for the power. A lot of people, you know, doing it to get paid. A lot of people are doing that for other reasons. Yeah. And you're going to have bad, bad apples. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That staircase shit. That was, um, yeah, that he just didn't seem. He seemed too blase. Okay about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my wife's done. And and the fact there was another staircase incident in it, like ten years prior or seventeen yeah. years prior or something. But that that's the um. I talked to James about this on. Episode. Oh, did you? I, I said um, the like lightning doesn't strike twice, sort of thing. Yeah. But also, it's not lightning. It's human being. Yes. So the odds aren't as astronomical yeah, as as. Yeah astronomical things like yeah. a lightning bolt hitting some same place and then for them you're not you're not supposed to as a juror think you know or he's been in a situation like this before so you've got to completely ignore that but you're a human being 
So yeah. you're not completely ignoring that just because someone yeah. said ignore it. I've always thought if I was arrested for, for murder or, or something like that, do I want a judge to judge me or do I want a jury trial? And a lot of the times I'm thinking, I don't want a jury trial. Yeah. Because you do have that human element where you can go, like you can plead to them with emotion, but then what's to stop them from reading it? They, they get instructed not to read the paper or watch the news or... or yeah. But they're going to do it, and the news is very biased. Oh, yeah. Like 99% of the time, they're, they've picked a side, and they're sticking to that side. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they're coming back with a forced opinion going, yeah, he's guilty. Yeah. yeah guilty it's because crazy. And then James was saying you only get to like veto three Yeah, three jurors. jurors. Yeah, I've sat in on uh, jury selection. And oh, have you? Yeah, that was part of year 11 or 12 legal studies. can't remember which oh, one. okay. But I sat there. I thought, legal studies? I'll get an A. Yeah. That's a lawyer. <laughs> nah, I did like scrape through like 11 out of 20 for my score. But I sat there and I watched it happen. And I'm thinking, as I'm watching, like, oh, I'd veto that one. Yeah. Oh, and then I'm thinking, oh, that's like, am I racial profiling? Like, yeah. oh, that guy, oh, that Jewish man. He'd, he'd only be thinking about the money. Okay, we're going to veto him. Yeah. Like, is that what they do? Is that what well, lawyers do? Yeah, there's a lot of strategy, I guess. So, yeah. um, I was, the the um, sort of thing that I talked to James about was like, if, if it's a rape um, and is it like, you know, 30-year-old woman gets raped, do you, do you veto a 30-year-old woman because she identifies with the victim? Or do you sort of veto a teacher because, like, you know, to a teacher who's protecting children and stuff all the time, yeah. rape is so bad to them that yeah. they're just gonna, they're not going to change their mind from guilty really at all. No. So there's like, yeah, the strategy. they're going to be thinking about what happened, not like whether or not it was the person that did it. Yeah. Like this person was raped, but was it the defendant yeah. that raped them? Yeah. And then that might get blurred there trying to. Fuck that! It's such yeah. a chess game. Oh, that'd be interesting to see how you do it. Yeah, because I was watch- I'm watching um the OJ Simpson oh, yeah, versus yeah. the whatever it's called, mm-hmm. um the people versus OJ Simpson. Yes. Um, and they they've just done the jury selection. They're trying to get as many yeah. black people on the jury on the as jury. Possible. Yeah, because it was it was a huge racial thing. Yeah. It was uh, like when they won, it was like the black people won. Yeah. But you think about it, go, all right, OJ, you definitely murdered someone, I feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think you fucking did it for sure. And then, um, and I think, yeah, people just didn't want to see, because of the Rodney King stuff, mm-hmm. it was, the timing of it was all, like, real bad. Yeah. Um, but it's so funny. Have you ever watched that TV show that Sasha Baron Cohen did, like, we are America, or who is America? Oh no, I haven't. I, that was on Stan, was yeah. it? Yeah, I really wanted to see that. Oh, yeah, he um he has an interview with OJ, and yeah. he's, um Sasha Baron Cohen is pretending to be like this French photographer or artist yeah. or something. He's talking to OJ, and he's like, he's saying like, oh, my wife, she's so annoying. Sometimes I just want to kill her. <laughs> ah, like, <laughs> and he does like a stabbing motion. He's going like ah. <laughs> And OJ's like, chew, 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 chew. <laughs> so fucked, man. Oh, I love, the, I love the movies he's done. I love yeah. everything he does. God, they're so good. Yeah. Oh, he's he's crazy. They say that he's like been beat up a fair bit from people, but... Oh, he would have, yeah. Never, I, I thought they would have like released a, you know, bloopers or something of him just getting, getting his ass kicked. Nah. But, I mean, that's just... That uh, the Bruno and Borat things that was so good. Like even the old 
LEG in the house. Oh. I, I love that. That was the first thing I saw. I never saw the TV show or anything that oh, okay. he did. I have seen a bit of it now, but the LEG in the house, that was the first one I saw. And I was 15. Yeah. And I saw that with uh, uh, Mark Hurst. Oh, and okay. um, yeah, that was the first MA movie I, I went to see at the cinemas. And I was just like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've watched it recently, gone. Unless I'm high as a kite, yeah. I don't think I'm going to find this as funny anymore. And I've just watched it and I've gone, fuck, it's still pretty funny. It is. I actually just watched it probably three or four months ago again. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this guy's a genius. Like, <laughs> he is. Yeah. And he's got, uh, he's still seeing Isla Fisher. Yeah, I think they're married. Oh, and I think, I think he's got like a doctorate in psychology or something. Like he's actually... Yeah, he's a smart man. Smart dude, yeah. Damn. So, your, um, your books, you're writing... Mm-hmm. Tell us, so they're available on Amazon? They are, yes. Amazon, actually, they're available most online uh, book re- retailers. I think Apple, they're through Apple as well. Okay. Barnes & Noble, Book Depository, all those places as yeah. well. Have you got an audio version? I haven't yet. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking of, everyone's saying, oh, you should do one yourself. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could. I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, I have found, I've got a few quotes. It's not cheap to do a good audio oh, okay. book. It's like thousands I think the one, the cheapest I found was about a thousand dollars. Wow! But that is just one guy reading out your book. If you want one with like different character voices and then one with sound effects as well on top of it, yeah. And it's this Grammy-winning sort of company that do it, okay. and it's about six and a half grand, and that's wow. they're, they're the ones I want to use. Yeah. Um, well, I've never, I've never actually listened to an audiobook, so I just, I never really thought about, about it. Yeah, like, like sound effects and yeah, well, like that. creaking and doors opening yeah. and gunshots and things like that, which a western's going to have. Yeah, which is what my book is. Uh, but yeah, that's that's sort of I think would add so much more to it. Yeah, that'd be sick. Because the the premise behind writing the book was I hate reading myself. I, I find reading boring. I can read. I know yeah. words. Yeah. I'm not illiterate, but I just I read it and I put myself to sleep. I don't know if it's because I'm a slow reader. Yeah. Um. But I was I was reading Stephen King's It yep. around the time when the the movie was coming out, and even recently uh, reading some of it again. And I don't rate him as a writer. Okay. <laughs> and he, obviously, I am in the minority. He's very very good. Yeah, I've never read any um, of his stuff. He, but he's just so descriptive, so like to the point where your imagination doesn't do anything. It, he's like telling you the backstory that has no relevance to this character at all. Yeah. And I thought, well, what's the point? That's yeah. just that's building up. That's what I did in in uni to yeah. try and build up my word count on an essay. Yeah, is just add in words. Yeah, and so I was writing my book, trying to make it as simplistic as possible. It was like, you know, where I could describe a scene in two lines, it would take other people a paragraph and a half. Okay, not because I'm some sort of genius, but because I I let the reader imagine it rather okay. than, you know, you don't need to know. I will say something's windy. Yeah. I don't need to describe the wind to you. Everyone yeah. has experienced wind. Yeah. If it's very windy, it's very windy. Okay. Like, that's yeah. what I write down. <laughs> uh, it's not like the breeze is kissing the dandelion. Yeah. Letting the, like, yeah. I don't need all that. It's, yeah. it's very fucking windy. Yeah. That's the sentence. <laughs> so that's, that's, I wrote this. So I wrote this book, which is not a great marketing strategy. I wrote this for people that don't like to read. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wrote a book for people that don't like to read. That's funny. But it is, it is a Western book and a mate of mine um, who I worked with at Dan Murphy's way back in the day, we were just sort of mucking around and he loved pirates and everything to do with pirates and I loved, I loved the old Westerns. So we, we came up with like a, 
I said to him, what kind of story would you create if you were doing a pirate thing? Yeah, as well. yeah. Um, and he started putting together something. I said, well, I've got one for a Western. And I've started putting it all together. Um, and I wrote like sort of dot points and I started writing it in 2010. It was January 1st, 2010. I woke up still drunk and go, I'm going to write myself a Western novel. And I just started typing away. And then it was a couple of years ago when I started seeing my girlfriend the other, she suggested, oh, why don't you get back into it and finish your book? Mm-hmm. So I scrapped what I wrote and took the premise of it and took the storyline and then just started typing and then yeah the first book was done Coleman Haynes The Tale of Truckee and yeah it was a western uh, with a lot of sex a lot of violence a lot of shoot 'em ups yeah explosions yeah well that sounds that sounds like you should do the audio version mm, mm. with all of that and get some you know get some little porn stars in there to do their little noises and well it was fun writing the sex scenes I did uh, <laughs> I did get myself excited a few times <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take to, to write so when you when you chugged it out and used the premise of the yeah. old old one how long from there not long it's about four months yeah and how how long is the the book's 300 pages the okay. paperback wow um 300 pages yeah about seventy thousand words did you self-publish yeah, yeah. So I just did it through. I was I was thinking of doing the whole traditional publishing route and getting knocked back a hundred times and sending it off and trying to let them do it all. Yeah. But then I thought, you know, I'm not doing this to. I didn't want to make money from this. I'm I'm still like I've cost I've set the price of the book so low. Yeah. That I make nothing from it if people buy it. Yeah. It's more. I just I thought this was a cool story. I want to get this story out there. If it does become a big hit, then you know I'll look at. I'll make the money off the movie when Steven Spielberg makes the movie for it. Um, So I just, there was a story, it was a three-part story, and I haven't done the third part yet, but the first and second now available online. And it was just... It's just just e-books? No, no, you can get the paperbacks for them as well. Okay, yeah. But the the only issue with them, obviously, being in Australia, is uh, shipping Um, can Mm. be an issue with Amazon, but I think they're about 12 bucks for the paperbacks each. Yeah. Um, which is the lowest I could set it, and then the ebooks are two dollars ninety nine. There's just something about the the hard copy. Exactly. That, that I like. Yeah. Like you, behind you, there's a bookcase there. Like yeah. I, I, I've never read an ebook. Um, mm. only for like in college, I'd never buy the the books for for study. I'd always use the ebooks for that. But like when I'm reading for pleasure, I love to to hold it and. Exactly. Flip the page. Yeah, it's the it's everything. It's the smell of it, the look of it. Yeah. Like it's something when you accomplish reading a book. I don't think reading a book's easy. Yeah, like, no, it, neither. It, it takes me so long. It takes hours. It can take days. Like watching a movie, you sit there, you get to the end, the credits roll, and you're like, "Oh, that's an hour and a half of my life." Yeah. Reading a book like that's you've invested time in it. Yeah. For the story, and if the story is good, you get to the end, you feel satisfied. That's an accomplishment. You can hold the book and go, "I've done it. This yeah. is what I did." It's going on the shelf. You can show it off to your friends. They come by, see the book and go, wow, you read that book? Yeah. And then you lend the book out and so on and so forth. Like, yeah, I I am 100%. I will always make a paperback version of my books. I've even looked into hard copies, but they're, once again, too expensive. Yeah, oh, hard, hard cover? Hard cover, that's yeah. what I meant. Sorry for burping on yeah, the yeah, uh, no, chat. Oh, I do it all the time. I've always got, I've always got like a beer or a, a coffee or something. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be talking and it's... <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I, ha- I mean, 
having said that, ninety nine percent of my sales have all come from eBooks. Yeah. Um, it's easy. It's immediate. You've got it straight away. You yeah. can start reading it. Um, and then yeah, the reviews are pretty good for it as well. The first one, not a lot of reviews on the second one, but with the first one that came out, I think it's it's sitting at about four star out of five on. Oh yeah. On there, there was one day I um, I was part of the the Kindle Direct Select program on Amazon, where you can you get five days during a three month period, you can make your book free. Yep. And I just randomly was selecting days without looking at, you know, public holidays or anything. And I made one on Martin Luther King Day last year. I made yeah. my book free and I sold 1,250 copies of the book for free. So I made no royalties yeah, for it. But, that's but awesome. I, was, I was the number one free book on Amazon for one day. Wow. Of the whole of Amazon. One day I was, I was the number one book. I don't even think it was a day. I think it was like an hour or so. And they had a little, little gold star next to my author page and everything. But then... Uh, the next day happened and the price went back on and it's down to I think it was like two thousand something then. Yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome though. So, yeah. Um, so just that just sort of like boosted um the uh like availability and yeah yeah so then the yeah so then like a thousand because I jumped so high up in the rankings there was sort of a trickle effect afterwards the next few days I had real sales from it okay. um, where I get revenue so it's at $2.99 and I think I'll make about $2 from each sale yeah from it. and then okay. 99 cents goes to Amazon oh well um, it's better better than fucking Uber yes <laughs> oh yes robbing their employees no so. no it is oh, I have no issue with Amazon at all basically because they hold the platform for it yeah. there's no physical thing I make most of the money I think it's 70% yeah. I make on a sale for an ebook. Uh, not as much on a um, paperback, but you know you got to have somewhere to sell it. Yeah, and that's and that's the best spot. I think it's like ninety percent of eBooks are all done through Amazon now. So, wow. yeah, so it's quite good. It's it's really humbling. You see one person, like I think it was in January, one person in Canada bought a paperback version of my book, and I think I've only sold about ten paperbacks. Yeah, the rest have all been eBooks. They've bought that. And they left a review. It was five stars. And I'm just sitting there thinking when I had a look at all this, um, this was this is amazing because someone... What was, what was it called? I want to see the cover. Uh, Coleman Haynes. Uh, H-A-Y-N-E-S. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Taylor Truckee. Who did the... Oh, I'll see the artwork first. Who did the artwork? Uh, so that was through a... I've forgotten the guy's name, but it was through a uh, 99 Designs, which is a... Um, there's my author, author profile down there. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was through uh, 99 Designs, which is a uh, like a freelance sort of um, company. You put the you put the job out there, they all bid for it. Also like Fiverr? Yeah, yeah, so exactly like Fiverr. Uh, well, Fiverr, you sort of you pick yeah. who you like. Whereas 99 Designs, I write the task. I go, this is what I want. Yeah. And then I had people bidding, well, this is how much I'll do it for. This is how much I'll do it oh, for okay. and so on and so forth. Um, and I found one guy and I had a look through what he's done before and they all created book covers for me. And then I sent uh, pictures of them all to a few friends and they, um, yeah, they voted for me and they selected this one. Oh, okay. So I got the same guy to do the second one, which you can see there. Um, next to it and oh three and a half stars now oh it's come down well I'll have to buy it and leave a review <laughs> and put the uh, we'll put the link up on the um, 
uh, episode description as well. Oh well, that'd be very very nice. This is um. I like I like the the art for both of them. Yeah, it's actually like the more I look at it, the more I like it. You open it up and it's like the detail that's in the ground there on that one, uh, where you can see the reflection in the puddles and stuff on the dirt. Um, I really like and oh, there's the the uh, first stuff. There's no sex in the first part, unfortunately. <laughs> so, how much uh, how much of a preview do they give you? I think it's it's a percentage, so oh, I'm okay. not sure. It might be the first two chapters. Um, so the, yeah, the way I wrote it, I've I found is very different to a lot of my a lot of friends that are writers as well. Um, for example, Eva, my girlfriend, she's a very very talented writer, much oh, okay. more than I am. Um, and the way she writes is these very short chapters, maybe like you know, six or seven paragraphs long. Yeah, but it's just incredible writing. What does she write? Uh, it's it'll be fiction as well yeah. it's just whatever whatever it takes it at the moment we were, she wanted to work with me on a book yeah which was going to be so the premise was going to be like a um in the life of a henchman an evil okay. evil doer's henchman like, yeah but not not what it's like to work for him but just everyday life like trying to get a loan trying to get insurance uh, as a henchman yeah. like explain to your wife and kids and your friends what you do as a job like yeah. that kind of stuff That's we thought funny. that would be funny like not actually shooting the good guy coming to save the day or helping the evil guy genius out like you're just trying to go for a loan and you're showing your statement and what's what's this payment that keeps coming in yeah and what is your job what do you do yeah and I just thought that would that could be quite funny we're, we're sort of working on a premise for that but I need to finish the third one of this first um, so I can get the trilogy out and yeah. Um, have you started the third one? I have. I'm about three chapters in. I've got a paragraph written for every chapter that oh, I'm doing. Okay. So I know it, I just need to sit oh, down and do it. See, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I wouldn't have even asked that question. So, so you sort of, um, you don't write it, uh, in chronological order or you, you, you do, but you, you've got, I've got the story. Yeah. You've got like it, a paragraph for each <laughs> chapter already so then you sort of know what you're doing every yeah time. so I, I treat each chapter as if it was a scene to a movie I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at these books as if they're movies yeah um, and each scene has to progress the story along you can't just have it there doing nothing yeah like you can't just have you know a scene it's not like the room where you watch them all order food at the counter yeah. and it's like well what's that relevance got to do yeah. well, surely that'll come back in no nothing happens that movie is garbage <laughs> it is horrendous <laughs> um but yeah no the, the way i wrote this i have i use a program called scrivener it's a i think it costs about 40 dollars. it's a one-off payment but it works like it's like a fancy microsoft word where you can uh write part by part and then just click and drag in the order that you want and oh, okay. you can write a character description and little notes there like you know i could write common haynes hates the color red. Yeah. So when he sees red, he gets angry. Yeah. And then when I know that, I can bring that up later on in the book and it all ties in. Okay. So it's really handy like that. But what I've done is I've gone ahead. So I create the story. I write about two lines. Um, like I basically come with a big overview of the story. Yeah. So what I want to happen throughout the whole thing. I have little events. Like I, it's historical fiction, my book. So it's based on real events. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the characters are real people that were alive during that time. Yeah. Um, and, and with towns that were around and so on and so forth. But the events are like, I mean, there wasn't a guy called Coleman Haynes that was having sex with five hookers in a night. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a guy called Christopher Caldicott that does that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so, and then I would, uh, yeah, tie it all t- together, see how I can get these historical events to link up um, naturally. I don't want to be like so far-fetched that it doesn't make sense. Yep. Um, and then I just, yeah, start filling in the gaps and then build it all together. So I, I still tend to write it in order, but I've already got the plan ahead. So I yep. know what I need to type. And because growing up in the year, uh, in the like generation of MSN, like touch typing is not an issue. Like yeah. you can sit there. I would write a chapter at a time of this book. Like it would take probably two to three hours, but I would sit down and go, you know, write three to 4,000 words in a chapter. Yeah. But that's because I know exactly what I want to happen. It is just, and my grammar is horrendous. So yeah. I, I just, I just get it out there, spew it out and then let the editor sort of go through it and go, okay. So more grammatical errors. I don't really need an editor to tell me that it doesn't flow because it's my story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So do you, are you still sort of writing in, in paragraphs and all of that before Mm. you give it to the editor? Mm. Yep. So it's not like just a big fucking mess. No, no, no. I still, I write it as if what I think would be grammatically correct. Yep. And then, um, through freelancer.com, I sourced an editor Mm -hmm. to go through it all. They just went through they, I still asked them to put their notes on what they thought. And I got a different editor for each book, which I thought was interesting. Because uh, like, the one I had for the first book, although I don't think she did a really, really good job of editing it. And mm-hmm. I was worried because she was a woman. Uh, and this is uh, skewed towards a male audience. Yep. Just the amount of violence. and like It's, it's, an, it's like a 90s action movie yep. that you love. Like the old Die Hards which is a male audience, really, not yeah. a female, not the notebook or anything like that. Um, but she said she really loved it and wanted to see this being made into a movie. But I found that her grammatical changes and stuff weren't all correct. So I've taken what she's done, I've made it into the book, and then I've gone through myself and gone, well, hold on, I've just found an error myself in there. Uh, yeah. And so I've had to update the book and so on. Okay. And whereas the guy I got to do it last time, he went through it and combed through it and said, yep, Oh, I fixed it grammatically. Um, I don't like this scene because um, no one would just slaughter someone that easily. And I'm sitting back going, well, it's the 1880s in the Wild West. Coleman Haynes is a bit of an arsehole. Yeah. He would do that. Yeah. So, fuck off. Man. Yeah. So, like, just fuck. do the grammatical yeah. changes that I asked and then just fuck off. Yeah. Did I fucking ask for help writing it or <laughs> I want you to put some periods in? But no, it, it's. I really love it because of just it is historical fiction, and I've got a I've got a way to sort of uh, with the third book. I'm going to end it on a cliffhanger. It's going to be like Star Wars. It's got its trilogy. Yeah. I'm going to end it, but then I'll probably pick it up in like 20 years time and do another. Okay. Three like that, but yeah, unless I mean, unless there was a big demand for it, then I'll keep it going. Are you writing every day? No, not no. at the moment. No, because it's. It's hard to get in that, like, one, to find the time to do it. Yeah. You're working full time and then it's, you know, you come home and you want to just write for three hours and yeah. then the girlfriend wants to spend time with you. Yeah, well, that's how I, I feel the same with Rachel. Like, I spend a lot of time on the potty mm. and, um, like, you know, some days I'm just like, I've just got to be like, all right, I've got to chill today, just yeah. hang out, whatever. But I just love it so much as well, you know? That's so, it. Like, I'm the I'm same. Like, I've got the I've got the writing and then I've got the YouTube channel I'm doing as well. And I love doing that yeah. and doing videos daily. But it's at the same time, yeah, you need that day where you just switch it off. How how long are the videos? And what, what game? You said it's gaming. Oh, it's Fortnite. Fortnite. Fortnite oh, okay. with the boys. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I couldn't get into it. 
You couldn't get into it? No. I, I played it a few times, like a few games when it was free. It might, I don't know if it still is free. Yeah, still free. Yeah. Yeah. I downloaded it and played a few games. I sucked. Yep. Um, and, but it wasn't one of those things that I sucked at and I was like, oh, I need to get better. <laughs> I was just like, nah, fuck it. I'll stay, I'll stick with COD. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I love COD as well. I was, um, I didn't, I haven't played too much of Black Ops 4 because of Fortnite. Yeah. But I was a massive fan. The one I fell in love with was uh, World at War when that came out um, way back in the day. That was the one where I started playing religiously. And then, of course, Black Ops 2. And then there was Modern Modern Warfare Warfare, before that. Um, Black Ops 2 was a huge one for me. That was when I started watching all the YouTube videos. And I was like watching these YouTubers. Yeah. And I was thinking, fuck, I want to, I kind of want to do that. Like they're just video, they're commentating themselves playing video games. Yeah. And they're making a lot of money from it. Like, that's the dream, isn't it? Like, yeah, is, it, is it hard to fucking yeah. concentrate playing when you're doing oh, that? Oh, so hard. I don't know how they do Like, it is a skill. Yeah. It is a skill. Like, it's so many things stand between you you starting out and becoming a successful YouTuber. Yeah. Um, one is YouTube now have algorithms where they try and, you know, only allow really good content to appear which is what it should do because yeah. there's so much shit out there yeah um so before you make any money as a youtuber you need to have a thousand subscribers and four thousand hours of watch time on your channel mm. within a 12 month period and i'm nowhere near that oh neither i've got about four subscribers <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah I, I i don't think they really watch the pod i think that people like listening to podcasts they don't yeah. really like to watch them yeah so much um but yeah so it's strictly Fortnite that you're doing at the moment. Yeah, but it's not limited to that. That's that's what I'm doing at the moment because it is, um, someone I enjoy the most. Yeah, like I, I don't think I'd ever be one of these YouTubers that would be sort of skewed towards or pushed towards a game because that's what people are watching. Yeah, um, which I, I have seen a lot of people do. Um, one of the biggest gaming YouTubers in the world is Ali A, and he's um. He was specifically COD. Mm-hmm. And I would always watch him because of COD. He'd be the news and updates man on COD. Um, sort of now his target audience is kids because that's where the money is. Yeah. And then as soon as Fortnite blew up, he sort of, oh, I'll do a Fortnite episode once a week. And he was like really scared and timid about making the jump because as soon as you do that, you lose all your COD viewers. Yeah. He made the jump and now his channel skyrockets. And I think he's the second largest channel for Fortnite games. Wow out there behind Ninja. And if you have a look, uh, there's a website called socialblade.com, which is um, where you can find out how much money YouTubers make and how oh. much, how many views and subscribers a day they get. Yeah, if you look up Social Blade, and it's really funny looking at his um, channel because you can go back and pinpoint the exact moment he decided to just do Fortnite gameplay because of the huge spike in his channel oh, okay. views. Social Blade, Social that's the one. Blade. Uh, yep, that's the one at the top. And yeah, it's not just for um, uh, YouTube. Yeah, you can do this one for all the uh, stuff. But if you enter in up the top right and just type in Ali A. Ali space A. Oh, no, 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 get rid of the Y. A-L-I space A. Yeah, it should be the... Uh, yeah, it takes a second, but yeah, I've I've jumped on this a bit to have a look at my channel, and it goes. This is how much money you would have made if you were monetized. Oh, okay. And it's like cents. Yeah, so the very top one there, 
So he's got 16 million subscribers. Fuck. 4 billion views. That's that's just <laughs> insane. So just o- open that one up. And yeah, he's... So uh, a year, 5.4 million. What? Is his estimated... He, and that's not including any sort of sponsorships or deals he gets. That's just from YouTube. Yeah, so these YouTube. are... YouTube... What? Monthly earnings, 450k. Fuck, that's the dream, isn't it? That's the dream. And then you keep scrolling. So that's like sort of daily how he's going, how many subscribers a day he's getting at the moment. And then here we go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you can see exactly when it was. So this is the Fortnite. (laughs) Yeah, so October. So Fortnite uh, became, Fortnite's been around for a few years, but it became big in July or August, September of 2017. Okay. I got it in September 2017. And... Ali Hay started doing videos on October 2017. Uh, yeah. And wow. look what's happened. So monthly subscribers jump wonder, up to about a million a month. I wonder why it's dipped again. Um, I'm, Well, that's how many new monthly subscribers oh, he's getting. Oh, okay, right. So, yeah, there's only so many people on there. But, yeah, it's just it's just fascinating to see because, like, it, it's... I don't know how much... he. It is a fun game to play, and if you love it, you love it. <laughs> you got to check yourself out now. Yeah. <laughs> so your uh, estimated monthly earnings there you are up the top five subscribers so I, I you nearly, you nearly caught up to PewDiePie at 88 million wow man yeah, he's he's the largest channel on YouTube yeah I, I, I've had a guest on the show called Dax he's a rapper mm-hmm. and he um, oh I saw that video you put up yeah of his um, fuck how long ago was that that was a while ago wasn't it a while it? ago yeah, yeah. But he, um, no, they haven't graded yours and done that yet. Yeah, well, I'm probably not on the radar. I'd say with five subscribers. Well, how new are you? Um, oh, you've created a while ago. Yeah. Wow. Really? Well, that's when you did. You change the name of your no, channel to that. No, I um. What you created this years ago and just leave it. Maybe I just maybe that means like that's when I created the, just the Gmail account. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yep. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I I didn't start YouTube until like late last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the same with mine. My mine is like up. I think a month earlier before my first YouTube yeah. uh, video went up, uh, said I created it. So, but yeah, it's just I use I use this. I think it's fascinating. It's also I find it a little. Um, I don't know. I I find it as inspiration. You have a look at the others. You go. This is how much they're earning. This is what they're doing to do it. That really upset me though, just see. That upset <laughs> No, you look at that guy, wow, I could make a living. It, like even you don't even need anywhere near that. That yeah. was that was what, five million a year he's making yeah. from YouTube videos, plus more on sponsorship and stuff. I'd be happy if I was making, you know, like a hundred bucks a day doing YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah. I oh. would quit my job and then make like even though that's only seven hundred dollars a week. Yeah. With a video a day, then at least if you quit your job and make that your full focus, yeah. you're going to skyrocket from there. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I say about podcasting. If I can just, if I could make it to a, a amount of money that, that I can just live. Yeah. First of all, I'm fucking frothing. Yes. I don't need to be a millionaire from it. That's it. I just want to do what I love and just do it full time, man. Exactly right. Yeah. And, and so many people I know, and I think, I think my brother falls in this category. Yeah. Him and I are very, very different like this. Whereas he's, although I think I think now now that he's he's got a new sort of look on life, now that he's a single man yeah. and out there and going out all the time. But it was very much he's 
wanting to become a lawyer. He wants to be very rich and successful and have the house. And, and I think that's a lot of dad's influence on him. Yeah. Whereas I'm the complete opposite. If I could do something I love doing where I'm happy every single day and it only takes up a couple of hours of my day. Yeah. And it, I live on forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I'm okay doing that because I'd I'm be so happy. I'm stress free. Yeah. I'm not going to work. I'm doing this. This is my work now. And yeah, I think that's yeah, that's a huge difference between us. Yeah. Oh man, I, I feel you on that. I would fucking I'd be the happiest man in the world if I was making forty grand off the pot a year <laughs> doing doing just that. It's not unachievable. Yeah. Just gotta keep doing it. Keep yeah. the grind going. Um. And what's you ever think about the what, about gaming? She hates it. Yeah, Rachel more than anything. Fucking cannot stand it. And I'm just, I love, I love gaming, man. I'll never, I'll never do a gaming channel or anything like that. But I love playing like yeah. COD and, um, and NBA 2K. Uh, oh, 2K! 2K. I love 2K. The the funniest moments we ever have. I play with Marcus quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, who's been on the channel? I, yes. I do know. And um, we spend a lot of time talking, like on the headsets and stuff while we're playing. And then we hear like either his wife come home yeah. or he ever comes home <laughs> and we just go to each other. Oh shit, sorry mate. <laughs> and it's like, oh no, oh no. F's in the chat, everyone. F's in the chat. And then, uh, yeah, so he'll open the door. That's what I get her. I go, message me when you're coming home. Yeah. Because she's out with all the basketball stuff like and all, all work and she works um, odd hours and so on. So I'm like, it's great for gaming, but message me when you're coming home. So that way I can finish up maybe a game early yeah and then when you come in I'm sitting on the couch I can welcome you in so yeah instead she'll come in I'll be in front of the TV on my gaming chair like yeah. with a headset on uh, this is the last game ever yeah <laughs> and it's like the very start of a Fortnite game that goes for 20 minutes is that how long they take they can yeah if you're if you just start one and it's the very end you're in the last yeah. sort of couple there they can take up to about 20 minutes yeah wow and you have you won before? yes yeah not I'm not very good Okay. So solo games, so where it's just me, they're they're the they're the hardest ones. Like you yeah. got no one carrying you. Like I have I've won eight solo games out of about six hundred attempts. Wow. Yeah. Marcus has won thirteen out of probably about five or six hundred. Like Nate and Sam, like less than or around about the same. I didn't as know me. Marcus was a gamer. He's a big time guy. He's uh he's good at COD. He was really, really good at COD. So I played a lot of uh, Black Ops 3 with him. That yeah. was when I found out he was a gamer. What are you guys on? Are you on PlayStation or Xbox? Yeah, PS4. Yep, so okay. We need to, we need to trade uh, gamer tags. All right, all right. Yeah. Do that. Get you on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's... I mean, he's heavily into Fortnite at the moment. So I. it took me so long to get him across. I was on the Fortnite back when it came out. Yeah. And I was like... I saw a few YouTubers playing. I'm like, this looks fun. All right, it's a battle royale. Bright colours. It's not like PUBG, which is all dark and gloomy. And yeah. This is nice kids, bright colour, fun music. All right, let's go. Let's do this. And I fell in love with it. And then I'm like begging. I'm like, Sam, Marcus, come across. Yeah. Make the jump. <laughs> they start playing Destiny and Black Ops 3 and 4. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, come across, please. And eventually they did. And now they're obsessed with it. And they're yeah. on their late night go. Can you believe, like, Cody's never on? He's never on. And, and I'm like, are you fucking... I was on for six months when you guys weren't here. Just playing by myself. I had no one to play with. He's never on. Oh, oh man. man. I was begging you guys to come across. And now, yeah, now they're obsessed with it and loving it. Although, like, you get moments when it's like they would try and make a tweak to the game and it's 
and you're sitting there thinking, well, fuck, it's going to ruin it. If they do that, it'll ruin it. And then yeah. you play and go, oh, it's okay. And Yeah. Did you ever play, um, have you played the new one, Apex Legends? Mm-hmm. And how's that? That's good. That's more, uh, it's very quick. Okay. It's quick pace compared to uh, Fortnite. Oh. Fortnite's more, yeah. I find because the map's big, you don't move as quickly. You can't get from one side to the other really quickly. So it's like strategy. You've got to get the good, right loot. Your team's got to all have the right balance and so yeah. on. Whereas Apex Legends, you've got specialists. Okay. So the characters are specialists, like in Black Ops 3, COD and, and so on. And it's quick. It's just fast paced. Bang, bang, bang. I think Apex Legends might be the new um, game that everyone gravitates towards. A lot of people have made the jump. Yeah. And, like, and, and when I say people, I mean like the big YouTubers, like the okay. big guys, like your, you know, your Optic Scumpy and your Ninja, like these massive names. They've jumped um, from... from uh, Fortnite and Fortnite. COD across. Um, mainly because, yeah, I think it, it's entertaining to watch and they're quick-paced games. Whereas yeah. Fortnite, I mean, they can be, but they haven't really found a way to make Fortnite like a massive tournament like world championships like they have with call of duty like every year i knew call of duty had a world championships on usually february march and it would be on youtube and i would sit at home and just watch it and love it and whereas fortnite don't really have that that. because i do love cod and um i do wish i was better at it well you're pretty handy you watch it well the thing is you watch it and you think these are the best players in the world. It doesn't look that good. But yeah. then they're playing against the best players in the yeah. world as well. Yeah. And so they'll come out with like, say, eight kills and eight deaths. And you think, well, oh, fuck. That's yeah. pathetic. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing I'm but yeah, they're, three. <laughs> they're playing against the greatest players that have played the game. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's... it's And they're all like teenagers too. They retire when they're 21, 22. Yeah, well, Rachel's brother used to be a gamer. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Or a gamer. And he said that you have to retire pretty young because you you just your reflexes change. Yeah, your reaction time slows down. I just never thought of that because yeah. like yeah, I so mean, you see something you react to it. And... Yeah, I'm not like I'm obviously not a pro, so I don't really see that much of a dip every year or, yeah. or anything. I still feel like I'm pretty pretty much the same. But yeah, your reaction time slows down, I guess. And yeah, um, well, yeah, mate of mine, he was a. Um... <clears throat> Got two friends. One's actually uh, was doing YouTube videos and now is a commentator for, I think, Overwatch. Um, oh, okay. For their, their world championships. And he's moved from here to Dusseldorf, wow. all places. And then just travels the world commentating Overwatch games. Wow. On Twitch, yeah, which is amazing. And then another man of mine, uh, Liam, you might know. Yeah, you would have went to uh, same school as Liam Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So he, he represented Australia in Counter-Strike. Wow. I didn't know this until he actually put on Facebook, I'm heading off to Thailand to represent Australia in Counter-Strike. I saw that. I commented on that. Yeah. I said, are you fucking kidding me? That's what I said. I said, why haven't you told me sooner? I'm such a huge gamer. I I love that shit. Like, I didn't play Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike I played when it was first around way back in the day. That was the only uh, first-person shooter really going around. And me and my mates would all travel to town to the arena cafe there and all like land party together yeah. in, in town and we play Counter-Strike and Starcraft and, and Age of Empires and those games Yeah, and here's Liam representing the country playing it and I just thought fuck that's that's amazing so is Counter-Strike like those kind of like strategy build up and then go to war or whatever so? no no Counter-Strike is your um your first person shooter okay. that's like COD that's yeah. that's your yeah Counter-Strike you, you'll probably if you ever look up Counter-Strike you'll see 
a, a one map that they all play on. And you go, fuck, I've seen that in videos before. That is... Oh, okay. Yeah, your first-person shooter. Um, whereas your StarCraft, Age of Empires, more your strategy games, Fortnite's more your first-person shooter again. Yeah. But yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Gaming. <clears throat> I've got to get... Um... I've got to get you guys' gamer tags, but I probably won't be playing any Fortnite. <laughs> we'll get you across eventually. Uh, I, I, don't know. I don't know. It's just not my jam. I'm not even like on the new COD because they've done the um, battle royale sort of Yes, thing as well. blackout. Yeah, I can't do it. I just don't like it. I like my no. team deathmatch. Well, team deathmatch, you can be more aggressive because you die, you're back in. Yeah, you go. Yeah, again. that's what I like. I yeah. just run around killing a few dudes. I'll die and start again. Back at no. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's me. But um. Yeah, man. Cheers for coming on the show. No, thank you very much for having me. Anytime. And, um, I'm going to keep this page up so I can order the book. I just need to. I've had a bit of a big weekend here, so I might. I might wait until <laughs> next week I, to, I to d- buy it. <laughs> well, I do have a few copies, so I can get you a copy. Okay. Of I've got a couple uh, sitting at home. Um, both actually, the Taylor Truckee and the robbery of the um, Union Pacific. Yeah. So episodes one and two in the series. I yeah, have I'll definitely. I'll definitely get into it. But all of those books behind you, I um, I haven't read all of those yet. Um, I, I keep buying books. like <laughs> Added to the collection. I don't, I don't read them quick enough. No, no, no. And it's so, <clears throat> I mean, I've been, the book I'm reading at the moment, you've probably heard of it's pretty famous, 1948. Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, so I, uh, I've been reading that for a year because I just yeah. don't, I'll read maybe once a month yeah. and read like one chapter and then I won't look at it again. But I'll still remember where I am. Yeah. Oh, but that's I good, just, yeah. I just don't read enough. I'm doing the potty. I'm fucking yeah. watching movies. I'm doing movie reviews and shit. So. Yeah, you are. Every fucking day, I'm yeah. like, oh, another Clay's review. Yeah. Let's check this out. Yeah, yeah. so, no, nah, I'll definitely uh, get my hands on the book at least. Um, but the review, the review, the Amazon reviews might not get a review until, well, okay, <laughs> I'm going to give it five stars. Oh, yes. So, uh, I'll see. Can you, can you review it without buying it? Uh, if you've bought... A lot of stuff off Amazon before you can. Okay. Amazon, I think, have a thing set up to stop people from just logging on, creating accounts and giving five stars. Yep. But you need to have spent $50 on Amazon. Um, yeah, I think that's really the only thing, unless they've changed it. to Because I, I think you can leave a review without buying the book. Okay, well, everybody, <clears throat> if, you, if you're if you an uh, Amazon guy, go on um, and search Coleman Haynes, C-O-L-E-M-A-N-H-A-Y-N-E-S and uh, leave a five-star review. And we'll, oh, see if we can, uh, we'll see if we can get you one step closer to making $100 <laughs> a day. Yes, the dream! <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting for the call from Steven Spielberg. To be yeah, honest, well, <laughs> maybe he got his hands on it on uh, Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, no worries. Cheers, man. That was fucking fun, man. Um, what a good fucking chat. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, and yeah, yo, you know where to find the book. We got the link in the bio of the in the episode description. So go to Amazon, uh, look up Coleman Haynes, The Tale of Truckee. And uh, yeah, man. Go buy that shit. Give it a give it a five star review. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the book about the Welcome to the Potty podcast, man. And um, thank you to Chris for coming on to the show. And I did forget to play a game with Chris to uh, win some money for charity. Uh, and um, that sucks, but you know, 
go to welcome to the potty.com and see see how much we have actually donated to charity man and uh don't fucking worry if we accidentally miss um miss a guest here and there because we we're doing our best to support who we can bro um shit i got no clays reviews for you this week i've been pretty busy um we got some we got some shit in the pipeline here but uh what what i do have for you is a little bit of sport um it's only short though so let's just do the short the short version Okay, so Dirk Nowitzki passed Wilt Chamberlain for the sixth on the all-time scoring list and did it all with the uh, Dallas Mavericks, which is fucking unbelievable. There's not many dudes left that do their whole career with a single franchise. He's doing a sort of uh, farewell tour similar to uh, Dwayne Wade, but... He, he keeps saying he feels good and, and he hasn't really confirmed that he's not coming back next season. So I'm not really what sure if he gets two years of farewells or what's going to happen. But I hope he sticks around for another season. D-Wade's killing it. Um, I don't know why this man's retiring. I don't... I just I just don't get it. He just took over a game today uh, against the Pelicans, I think. Don't remember. Um... But yeah, he, he fucking took a game over today and finished that shit off, got the win. So, um, yeah, I hate that he's retiring. Um, the Nuggets are in the playoffs for the first time since 2013. Uh, their squad looks nice. I mean, they're in the West. They're in the playoffs, which is more than I can say for LeBron James. Let's, let's hold on for a minute, though, before we get there. So the Nuggets, they're looking real nice, real proper. Um, I'm very happy for them. I'm loving the way they're playing. They're one of my favorite teams to watch at the moment. And um, all the best. Uh, I, I just feel sorry for them that they're in the West because they could they could handle the East a little bit, I think. But you got to come up against um, the Houston Rockets, Golden State Warriors, and LA. La- Psych! LeBron is not in the playoffs. LeBron is not in the playoffs. I think this is the first time uh, that he hasn't made the playoffs. And uh, yeah, you think you're the fucking king, motherfucker? You think you're the chosen one, bro? You thought you could go to that bum-ass Lakers team and take them to the fucking playoffs? And and you thought you could do it without being a leader and by being a fucking bitch, by sitting by yourself on the bench? Get the fuck out of here, LeBron. I've had enough of your antics. And... Uh, Here's one. Here's one for all the fucking LeBron fans out there. Listen to this. I'm pretty sure Kobe would have made it to the playoffs with this team. Oh, let's take it to poor Posh for the motherfucking week. Poor Posh for the week. Now it's gonna come to you as absolutely no surprise, but there is. A uh, another high school sex scandal. The teacher's name is Sarah Catherine Books, I believe. She had sex in the child's home during what they called tutoring sessions while the mother was at work and she fucked the kid in his own house on numerous occasions. Um, and this is... Hey, it's all unsourced of the Welcome to the Potty podcast, but this this could be breaking news here. 
Allegedly, this this broad Sarah Catherine Books was caught cheating um, on her college boyfriend. She told him she was away getting cancer treatment every time she was off cheating on him. One weekend, she didn't check in. She wasn't texting him. So the dude, her boyfriend, texted her dad saying like, is everything going okay with the cancer treatments and shit? He writes back, what the fuck are you talking about? Sarah has cancer? Good Lord. She sounds like an absolute scumbag. She looks like a number six. Her posture is terrible. She's got scoliosis and she needs to see a motherfucking chiropractor. Shit. That shit took it out of me, bro. No, Bruno. Um, shit, what else have we got here? You guys, you guys send through some wild shit sometimes. Uh, you know what? We're going to just, you guys are sending in so much bullshit. (gasps) UP, what's UP? It's got, what, University of Pennsylvania or some shit. What's UP? Moneymaker Mitch, open that shit up. Upper Peninsula butt grabber arrested and charged in string of cases. A man who police say terrorized Upper Peninsula women by grabbing their rear ends then running off is behind bars, said Marquette County prosecuting attorney. Um... Caleb Anderson was charged Friday with multiple counts of criminal sexual conduct in the fourth degree. Anderson is accused of going up to women, grabbing their behinds, and then running away. Now, you know what this sounds like? Some fourth grade shit. Now, um, is it wrong? Absolutely. Should women feel safe uh, out in public? Yes, they should. Can they with men like this running around? Absolutely not. Um, the dude is obviously desperate. He's a sicko. Um, he's now been arrested. He's behind bars. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to throw the book at him. I'm not going to say he needs to get that rear end action. Actually, you know what? He was given that rear end action to an extent. So maybe he should, uh, meet a man while he's locked up named Big Lance. And Big Lance will take out his heavy Lance. And he will... He will joust you from behind, bro. He will joust you real nice, real proper, and uh, give you what's called an anal fissure, which is a cut inside your colon where you are, you know, you feel pain, you bleed a little bit, and you may you may need internal stitches, bro. And that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. And I'm gonna leave it there for today, bro. It's a long episode for for a uh, uh, Wednesday. Hump day, but I hope you guys enjoy it. I miss you guys. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a motherfucker friend. This is the Welcome to the Party podcast. You know where to find us. Welcome to the party on everything. And of course, bang bang.